welcome to Open Heart Surgery, a podcast where two queer best friends delve into the nuances of relationships and get curious about how to become our most loving selves. Hey everyone, welcome. Hi. We're so excited that you came out with us tonight to record. Is this on? Yeah, yeah you're on. <laughs> <laughs> to record. This is how every recording session starts. We usually literally. Cut out. This is what we cut out. <laughs> We're so excited, y'all are coming out. Came out with us tonight to celebrate us finishing our podcast and to recap with us. So thank y'all so much for coming out to our live show and our finale episode of our podcast, Open Heart Surgery. Thank you. I'm going to say this probably like 50 times tonight, but I feel so loved right now. Oh my God. I feel so loved. Um, And our outfits, I think, look pretty good. You look amazing. You look amazing. (laughs) This is actually how we dress every time we record. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought I'd try to convince them. Um, we're just so happy to have you all out tonight. So like I said, first thing we kind of do is we set up, so we set up our mics, you know, whenever we're recording, and we do like a sound check. So we just did, we did a sound check previously with us, and then we, you know, just did it again in front of you. Um, but there's a third mic we need to check, and that's the mic for y'all. So we got a mic pointing towards you, so we want to make sure that we get good levels on you and make sure we get, because you're part of this experience, So we want to make sure that we get a good sound from the audience. So what I'd like to do is just uh, do a quick mic check with you. And this also be just me making sure that we're recording, because that's what this is all about. So what I'd like to do first is, you know, maybe just like a, a like clap. So like, just pretend that we just said something interesting. You know, maybe it's not like the most insightful thing you've ever heard, but like, yeah. We just said something like, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's very polite. It's very cute. I like that. Thank you. Now let's just say we just made a really good point. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And now we just blew your minds with some knowledge. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. I can see your sound waves on our recording stuff, so I think it worked. And then just just to cover our basis, we're going to say some things tonight that, like, you know, they might be a little funny. You might respond to it in a certain way. So let's just say we just told, you know, a mildly funny joke. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Some polite laughter, a polite chuckle. Love that. Now let's just say we just said something... Really funny. No, so, yeah. All right, and then Suze just told a joke that just redefined comedy as a genre. Amazing. Thank you for humoring me. We may just be putting that in any joke that doesn't work. So thank you all for recording that with us. So we have a couple people we want to thank. Yes. A couple special people who are here. So we have so many people who are podcast guests that are here tonight. Thank you so much. We could not have done this without our amazing guests. So 
If you are one of our guests and you want to stand up and we'll clap for you, we would love to do that, but no pressure. Come on, y'all. <laughs> You're a guest. A Please little say. bit of pressure. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. A little bit of pressure. Yes. Um, there's also someone, there's two extra special people that we want yes. to thank tonight who are here. Emma, one of my dear oldest friends, yes. she designed our logo. Yes. And is the reason our branding looks great. We also want to thank our dear friend Rachel. Um, we were telling Rachel about our podcast, and she said, Oh, you should just name it Open Heart Surgery. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> we our, should. Our previous name was Heart Searching. Heart Searching. Podcast. I like that still. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Everyone agrees. That was what <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, for yeah, Open Heart you. Surgery. Thank you. We, it's much better. It's much better. So, thank you all again for coming. We're not going to talk the whole time, but we are going to talk right now. So, I think we're going to like transition into what would be like the meat of our podcast, like the main part of this episode. Yes. There is one person I forgot to thank. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm okay. going to take that back. We'd really love to thank Free Range Brewery. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so for them. So um, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, we are at Free Range Brewery in Noda, and it's such a great space. In we Charlotte. Always, in Charlotte, yes. And it's such a great space. We always love doing events here. They're always very welcoming to us. And of course, we love their beer and all the drinks they have. So like, thank you so much, Free Range, for letting us, letting us have the space. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's yeah. get started. Let's do it. All right. So we've had a year. <laughs> we've had a year of feelings. I've lost a parent this year. It's been such a pivotal year in our life. Yeah. So I love grouping things into three. So we're going to talk about our three biggest takeaways yeah. from this year. Okay. And here's something that we always ask and cut out of the podcast, too. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? <laughs> I don't know. You want to start? Sure, I'll yeah. start. <laughs> okay, so I am much more prepared than I am for our normal podcast recordings because I have notes, <laughs> and that is rare. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about my three biggest takeaways, and I thought about it mostly from what we've learned on the podcast. So my number one biggest takeaway that I thought was so freaking cool was we got to interview an amazing therapist, Rachel Tenney, about attachment theory. And if you know what attachment theory is, you know it's fascinating. If you don't, please listen to episode two. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she said that the first two months of a child's life are when you form your, that's the time when most of your attachment bonds are formed. Yeah. And I was like, what? Right. <laughs> two months? So don't slip during the first two months of <laughs> a child's life. And like, I personally do want to have kids. So I'm like, I will be 
so secure those two months. <laughs> I will like have reminders in my phone. Like, you know, let's make sure we're developing a securely attached child. So I just thought that was fascinating and I think about it every day. Two, I probably need to, you know, move on a little bit. Two, <laughs> kind of related to that, I read this book, Attached, which is about attachment theory. And something that it said was secure attached means I know where you end and I begin. And it was all about not becoming your partner, you know, which I think can happen. But that was really something that I took away that also Ashley from our swinging episode mm -hmm. and Clara from our flirting episode said, don't lose yourself in a relationship. Yeah. And I remember Clara, our flirting expert, <laughs> said, come hell or high water, I will never lose myself again. And I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely took that away. Third biggest takeaway isn't, I mean, it's profound, but it's slightly different. I learned about the concept of a Cersei, which is, <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah. I, I see our Cersei expert back there. So we talked about it in our Love Languages yeah. podcast. And a Cersei is related to gift giving. But a Cersei is a term for like a little trinket, like a little tiny gift that you pick up. And you give to someone just like, hey, I thought of you. Not like this huge gift. It's just a little Cersei. I think about that daily. I love that. Yeah, I love Cersei's. So those were my three. What about you? Uh, so my big three takeaways, um, I would say, and mine are going to be a little broader, I think. Good. Uh, broader than a Cersei? <laughs> broader than a Cersei, yes. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> so one, I think one of my big takeaways was just how many people have, enjoyed the podcast Absolutely and connected wild. to the podcast. Thank you all. Um, yeah. That was, I honestly feel like when we first started making it, it just kind of felt like this thing we were making for ourselves. It really and did. it turned into this bigger thing and we've had so many conversations around it and it's just been like such a big part of our last like three months, like talking to people about it and everything. So that was just such a big takeaway for me is that our situations, which I thought were fairly unique or whatever, um, aren't that unique. Like people are going through a lot of similar things and people are processing a lot of different things. So that was like a big thing to me is just how many people have connected to it and talked to us about it. And I've just loved that so much. My second takeaway I would say is just how broad like each of these categories are and that there's no perfect person that exists for you. And I think that's been like a big takeaway for me is like in, every time we talked about anything specific, like we talked about attachment styles and we talked about astrology and we talked about different ways you match with different people. And at some point it's good to recognize those things. It's good to know those things and it's good to process those things. But at the end of the day, like you can work through any of those things. So if like someone you know, I mean, if you're, Dating someone or interested in someone who has an insecure attachment style, that's something you can still work through. Um, if you're dating an astrology sign, like a Gemini, that maybe... I am so sorry for what I said about Geminis. I'm for so sorry. All the I'm bad so things Susa said about I'm Geminis. So 
Wow. But like you can work through those things. And I think that's like the big, one of my big takeaways was like, these are some good things to keep in mind, some good things to look at whenever you're looking to date someone. When it comes down to it, I mean, like, there's so many times I feel like it just came down to, like, it's communication, it's trust, and those are the big takeaways, is that that's what you need. Um, and I think another thing that I found really interesting was kind of the different ways that you and I approached things. Because it was something like we were going through so something very similar, but even in our similarities, you know, there were, there were some big differences. Like, you know, I mean, just the fact that, like, our partners, like our relationship with our partners have changed drastically, but mine, I'm still very close to my platonic partner who's here tonight. And um, just like different ways that like our, the way we've handled things differently. And like even dating, like you, when you went out to date, you like dated several people at times. No judgment, obviously. Um, no judgment there, and like I was a little bit slower, and I took my time, and I like dated people for longer, and so like I think it's just been interesting to see that how two people who are going through something very similar can still approach things differently, and still like process things healthily, and kind of come out in a similar space, which I think has been really cool. Wow, yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, thank oh, you. Love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> And um, now, speaking of coming out of it, so we're both dating people now, which yeah. we did talk about it a little bit. We are. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about who you're dating? Yeah, I haven't exactly greenlit this with her, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if you want to wave, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Jackie. Hey, so here's a funny story. Obviously, we did not start the podcast for this, but we started dating because Jackie slid into my DM saying she liked the podcast. So, wow. <laughs> Thank you, open heart surgery. So, yeah, I actually have a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, <clears throat> okay, just kidding. Uh, so I would say, despite what you may have heard on the dating apps episode and what Adrian just said, <laughs> I have been very intentional about dating. No, you I have been say. very intentional, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I but I wasn't at first, and then I kind of lost all interest in dating, and yeah. then I was like, okay, I want to be intentional about this. Yeah. And I don't think... I think this is like one of the times in my life when I've been so intentional about what kind of partner I want. And she's just all of that and more and surprises me every day. And I would just say, like, if you're dating someone and you're like, wow, this is the real deal, that does not come along often at all. So if you're feeling that, cherish that and tell that person that and make sure they know it because it really feels like the real deal. And I just really like this. So. Oh, I love that. Let me see if I... Yeah, I got all my notes about it. I, okay, good. I hit my talking points. Yeah, but she's great. Yeah. And so I'm dating someone as well. I am dating... Her name is Liz, and she's here. Liz, do you want to wave? <laughs> so Liz is great. We definitely met in a more, uh, I guess, kind of traditional way on, uh, on Hinge. And we just, we matched and we started chatting and 
it was just really good right away. Um, I remember we went on our first date and it just felt really natural. And it's just been really good. Like we have a really good communication. We have really good connection. And yeah, it's just been really fun to see kind of where it's gonna go from here. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have to share, but it's been fun. I love that. These people listen to the podcast and are they dating do. us. <laughs> wow, true. thank you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about what we're kind of focusing on going forward. So what are you looking forward to in the next year? Like kind of coming out of this last year, which was yeah. a little chaotic, ups and a highs little. and lows. <laughs> it was a lot chaotic. Some highs and lows. What are, what are you looking forward to in the next yeah. year? So I've been thinking a lot about that. Like what do I want to work on personally over mm. the next year in addition to season two of open heart surgery? But <laughs> I really want to keep focusing on self-love. Mm. That's something I've never focused on so much as this year when I was like thrown into it. It was like, holy shit, I lost this huge support system in my life and I need to really focus on loving myself. And I have developed this relationship with myself like, I love me and being my best friend and yeah. I want to get even closer with me. So I definitely want to focus on that more. And another thing I really want to focus on is, um, so I've never really been so open about my anxiety as I mm. have been with the podcast. Yeah. And I get that my anxiety is like my brain trying to protect me from bad things happening, but I want to help get my body into like a state of homeostasis where it thinks it assumes bad things aren't going to happen yeah. <laughs> versus happen. So yeah, self-love, soothing my anxiety and just being my best friend. Yeah. I love that. That's going to be my focus of that. 2023. I love that. Um, I'd say very similar. I think that is a big takeaway from this last year was just how much we focused on ourselves and like loving ourselves and, making sure we're doing what brings us joy and what makes us happy and is building like the kind of life we want. Um, so that's a, definitely a big focus for me going forward. And also just uh, the creative piece. I think I talked about this in one of our recent episodes where I talked about how I'm gonna focus more on like writing and doing creative projects and just kind of seeing where that all takes me. So that's really my focus kind of going forward and what I'm looking forward to in the next year. So some of you might know if you listened to the first episode, we did talk about in the first episode kind of what we hope to get out of the podcast. So we thought it'd be kind of fun for us to play that little clip of what we hope to get out of the podcast and see if we got that out of the podcast. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> so let's see. And we this, have not listened to this. Yeah, so to set this up for you, this is episode one. You might remember at the very end of episode one, we went on a little walk and we started talking about what we wanted to get out of the podcast. And so here's what we talked about. And then Sue's got us attacked by a spider. We cut that part out. So that's not to scare people, but yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that sans spider attack. What are you hoping to get out of this podcast, Adrian? For me, like a big thing was just like hearing some other people's perspective is going to be like really helpful. And I think just like, I don't know, like interviewing different people who are, you know, people, either people who are like experts or people who have just had good relationships or just like yeah. have thought through these things a lot. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, like some people who are friends who we admire and some people who are experts in their fields. Yeah, yeah. And like just those connections too. I think that's like, that's like a big thing too. It's just like making those like personal connections with people. Yeah. Um, just talking about like these like, you know, deeply intimate stuff, but like also like just things that we all think about and we all like go through to some extent. We do. Like everyone goes through some sort of trial. Yeah. Maybe it's not a divorce, but maybe it's a heartbreak or right. breakup or just a loss that really kind of wakes you up. Yeah. It makes you realize, at least it made me realize, like I want to learn a lot more about myself in life because I want to really know what I'm what I want in my next relationship. Yeah. My next serious relationship. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, yeah, that's a big thing too for me as well. It's like, just like making sure I know what I want, which like I don't know, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. I feel you. <laughs> I'm not sure what I want. Mine tends to change often. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> like, there are some qualities that I definitely know I need, but um, I'm excited to learn, you know, learn more about myself through this. Yeah. I'm excited also to like learn about different people's perspectives. Yeah. Maybe people I agree with, maybe people I don't agree with. I'm not sure. We'll just have to see what happens, but yeah. um, I think it will all be very interesting. I also want this podcast to be something that helps me learn how to talk about my divorce more because I was raised Catholic. I'm not Catholic yeah. anymore at all, Yeah. but I was raised that way. So I still have ingrained in yeah. me, you know, divorce is a failure. Right. And I have a lot of shame around being yeah. divorced. But also, like, I think about people I know who are divorced. Right. I don't look at them with any shame. I right. think it's brave. And I see them as so much happier, yeah. um, you know, down the line. Yeah. So I want to start, you know, holding myself in that same amount of grace and love and self-acceptance that I hold other people in. Yeah. And I think this whole podcast will be a way for me to start to talk about my divorce and reframe it because I honestly don't, when I really think about it, yeah, my surface level thought is, oh, I failed at something, but really I didn't. Right. I, I learned so much about myself and I'm not using it as a way to, you know, give up on love or anything like that. I yeah. believe in love. I think I'm going to come to see it as almost like a superpower, Yeah. <laughs> like something that really woke me up. And yeah. I think the right type of people who I want to be my partners in life yeah. will also see it as a, as something that has really helped me overcome a lot and not something that I should be ashamed of. Yeah. No, I love that. I Yeah, I definitely feel you there. I mean, like, it's just so, it's hard not to look at it as, like, a failure and not to look at it with shame. And it's so wild. Like, even hearing you say that, I'm like, what? Why <laughs> right. would you ever think that? <laughs> right. No. Right. It, I can be my own worst critic. I, right. mean, I think a lot of people no. can be like that. And um, I'm really looking forward to being my best supporter yeah i also think this podcast could work 
as like a training manual for our next partner. It's yes. like an like an orientation. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm vacillate between wanting people I'm dating yeah. to listen to this podcast and wanting them to not know it even exists. Right. No, I feel that. So but I really I think if you're gonna date me, the right person has to know this exists and has to love it. Yeah. Because the training manual is right. Wow. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was good. Can we stand back up? Yeah. I feel better standing up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I can see you all now. I like that. Um, I feel like we accomplished <laughs> most, most of those goals. Yeah. <laughs> we crushed it. We did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just like hear me from whenever we recorded that earlier last year and I just want to like go give me a hug yeah. like oh my gosh so much shame and I like I couldn't even say the word divorce I was like I don't want anyone to know like I can't be divorced now I've got a podcast about it and it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah. and I do think I've come to see it as a superpower yeah. and like Shame is so ingrained in us. Yeah. And it really, like, I was so scared to do this podcast because I was so scared of, like, you know, talking about divorce, talking about this failure that I experienced when I don't look at it that way at all anymore. I think this has been such an amazing learning experience. I'm a much better partner now, and I've grown so much. And also, I was so isolated and just not talking about it before this podcast, that yeah. this space to connect with others and be vulnerable has just healed me so much. And the things that I was scared to talk about because I was too ashamed of, to talk about, those are the things people bring up to me that they relate to. Yeah. Something that I felt safe and completely fine talking about, no one has ever said, oh, I loved when you said that, I totally related. It was the things that like, I really wanted to cut out and not yeah. say. And I actually wrote this quote down and I was hoping it would come up and I could read it. So it came up. Nice. So do we have any fans of armchair expert in the audience? <laughs> okay. I am a little bit obsessed and they have this show about egg freezing and what all that means. And I mean, that's not why we're here, but <laughs> season two, maybe. But um, so they had on that show Esther Perel on, who's like a really awesome, I think she's a therapist, right? I'm looking at you because I know you probably listened. Yeah. So she was talking about shame and she said, we are so programmed to be on this very narrow path of how things should happen that anything short of that makes us feel like we're the mistake, we're the failure. And I totally felt that. And I've done a 180 with that. And really, this was so scary for me to talk about divorce and, you know, like a failed relationship. But F that. I love that it's a failed relationship now. And I guess the belief that it could maybe help someone was bigger than my shame. Yeah. And... So many people have said how it's helped them. They've listened with their partners. It's helped their relationships. Yeah. People I don't know. Like, it's just, it's been 
the most fulfilling thing to know that I've grown and helped someone not to say I'm perfect. I F up every day, but I now give myself more grace in those failures and failures happen. And maybe it's not even a failure. It's just a little hiccup. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, I think are we ready to bring up our first guest? Yeah. All right. So I'm really excited that we have our first guest with us tonight. She is someone I met through some friends, and we started talking, and we I was just kind of like, oh, what are you into? And she was like, oh, I'm a poet. And I was like, no way, I'm a poet too. And then she was like, yeah, actually I just had this poet accepted at this uh, for this new anthology and art installation of Earth and Sky. And I was like, holy shit, I did too. Um, and so she's a great poet, and I started following her work more, and it's just been so cool to watch her, and when we were talking about people we wanted to come perform with us, she was the first person I thought of. She just has such a great vibe, such a positive energy, and she's such a great poet, and I'm so excited she's gonna share the stage with us. I'm sure she'll tell us more about herself and where you can find her work and everything. So please welcome my friend Mo to come do some poetry for us. Hey, y'all. Okay, I'm Mo. I'm super excited to be here. I love open heart surgery. Um, and I'm here tonight with my partner of 11 years. We two met on a dating app. Um, and it worked out. So, you know, if you're here and you're single, there's hope. <laughs> my first piece is just going to be me, and I hope it kind of reveals kind of who I am, and I like to think I'm a ball of energy, as, as Adrian said, I like to think I bring good vibes. Bring change when I go, transform rooms by my presence, uplift the environment through upheaval, reminders of sweetness as the seasons linger all too often and too long for a change to come, bursting through the windows, the light encapsulating the dark, so that we are healed, so that we are new, like the season and the song. I was born by the river, so that we can dance like the leaves do, from the trees and from the roots and from the fall. I bring the summer and the rain and the winter chill. I bring the night and the spring. I sing a song full of the joy that you feel when you know that you're well and the swell in your heart is true. I bring the light with me. Bring the light with me too. Thank you. Okay. So now, Dr. Mo is going to get into a little open heart surgery. Okay, okay. Oh, so when <laughs> what? I did not plan that. That just happened. Um, when Adrian invited me for this, you know, of course, I immediately went and listened to the podcast. And so some of these poems really channel um, their energy and things that I heard them say in their stories. So I hope that you guys hear 
and see yourselves in these next pieces. Uh, first, we are going to start with indescript. Our love is indescribable, indescript. To the naked eye, we are devoted friends, intimate in forms of self-expression, as far as one understanding goes, and we don't care to explain. Our love is decades old, like historic, built in the cementing of lives full of passion. Our love don't have a name. So call it what you wish upon a star, a dream we never saw coming because we were asleep in our waking. We were alive but had not lived yet until we found our love. It's a jarring thing, like fireflies and butterflies. In the moments when tears speak our bliss, intimate in forms of self-expression, our love does not have a name other than ours to have and to hold from this day forth until the end of time, and I'm not sure what to call it, because marriage is sterile, and couple would divide us in two. The most justifying definition I have come across is indescript. So call it what you wish upon a star. Thank you. Thank you. I felt that thing. Because I really didn't know what, you know, you can't give it a name. And sometimes the English language does not give us what we need. That's another topic for another day. Okay. <laughs> we love. We loved each other too much, more loved than discussions, more loved than disappointments. We loved each other then for miles and miles and miles, for discovery upon discovery. We loved each other's everything, our limitlessness, our boundaries. We loved each other's growing, the stretching, the pull. We loved each other's love, so comforting and comfortable. We loved each other to say we did not, to say we did. We loved each other, the knowing, the unknowing. We loved, we loved, we loved. And we still do. Still know each other by voice in a crowded room. You can hear it in our voice as we speak. If you listen and listen closely, you will hear traces of our past in the podcast. You will hear telling of the new that is to come. You will hear voices asking for direction. You will hear beautiful souls finding their own way. You will love if you listen. We loved, we love, we, us, they, them, finding, coming out with our findings, revelation, like a secret text in audio only form. If you listen and listen closely, you will feel the new, the nuances and the love for ourselves, for our partners, for others. We loved each other and today we still do. If anybody asks you where we are going, Tell them we loved, and it guided us all the way. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Moment of joy, excuse me. Okay. The last one is smooth, right? And, like, I like to think of myself as smooth. I walk up on a little shorty like, yo, what's good? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And now, I'm not so smooth. <laughs> I am in love, and I have an amazing partner. Okay, bye. <laughs> and I wish the same for you all. Smooth. Flow like honey. 
across picket lines and picket fences until our underheard voices reach each other's others, until our overraised hands connect at the crooks. We gel like raspberry jam mixed with tuna fish. <laughs> we don't gel. Instead, we glide like a lovebird, flowing on a northeasterly wind, grasping at something that will ground us again, each other. Our love smells like freshly baked sourdough bread wafting through the air, <laughs> like it's supposed to fill the room. A di public display of affection across 7,000 square feet of space. We won't be contained. We are unmoved, and yet we don't gel. We glide. Thank you. Before you go, can you please just tell yeah. people where they can see more of your poetry and more of like the stuff that you says you do a lot. So can you can you share that with some with our listeners and everyone here? Yeah. I'm an advocate, poet, entrepreneur. You can find me on Instagram at solidarity and co. Uh, solidarityandco.com where I do all the things and mostly love people, and be myself. Amazing. Thank you so much. Let's hear it for Mo. And now we're going to take a little intermission so you can fill up on drinks. I mean, do whatever you want. I don't know, whatever you want to do. And we're going to meet back here at, let's say, 835. Yeah, sounds great. Is that good? Um, okay, so BRB. <laughs> Tip your bartenders. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a little something, um, and we'll see how this goes. And how it goes completely depends on y'all. So this is the audience participation part of the evening. Yeah, that's where you cheer. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask y'all some questions. And we're going to ask some people. So originally I was hoping I'd have a like wireless mic and I'd walk around and talk to people. That didn't happen uh, because I forgot to ask for you one. You know, it's season one. These things are going to happen. <laughs> so we do have a microphone up here. And I am asking you to be a brave soul to come up here. But we do have some questions we want to ask. You want to start us off? Yeah, I definitely do. All right, so this is kind of like our speed dating rounds that we do at the end of every podcast, but now we're going to do it with you all. So please participate. Um, you won't get a participation prize. You can have an extra sticker if you want. <laughs> all right, who wants to come up and tell us briefly their favorite breakup song? Favorite breakup song? Don't all Someone? come up at once. Yes, yes! please, come on up here. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh, so brave. Oh, you can use this mic. Yes, this is an open heart surgery vulnerability moment. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. So my favorite breakup song right now is In the Kitchen by Renee Rapp. Ooh, 
Oh, I amazing. Don't know it. It is, oh, you should listen to it. I'm I, going to. I've been playing it on repeat this past week, so it's amazing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Amazing. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I highly recommend it, though. It's yes, awesome. that's cool. Right? Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Next question. Worst first date. Does anyone have a bad first date story? I do. Yes. yes. This is Rachel. Um, so I met this guy on Tinder, and we were supposed to meet on a Friday, but he told me it was the last time this season that he was going to get to go to the beach, so he skipped our date on Friday and decided to come on Saturday instead so he could go to the beach on Friday with his friends. And I told him I was working all that day, and he said, okay, well, I'm going to come anyway. And we were planning on going to the new REI in Columbia, and it closed at 6 p.m., and he ended up going without me. And when I got (laughs) off work that day, he was like, sorry, I already went. And... (laughs) (laughs) Why? What are people thinking? Sorry, I went went on the first date without you. You were not there. I did it anyway. And he no. was like, um, well, we can like go get drinks and go out to dinner. And I was like, okay. So we went to Whole Foods for drinks. And no. <laughs> get, a nice, no. get a nice kombucha. Better than Harris Teeter for drinks. Actually, he got really excited about buying me a yerba mate. <laughs> and it was because I had never had that like really popular brand of yerba mate. And he was like, oh my God, you have to try this flavor of yerb. <laughs> no. Like, okay. This, and actually, this we- actually sounds like a Portlandia episode. <laughs> So he bought me the yerba mate, and then we went to Blaze Pizza, and he was like, do you want to get pizza since I got the drinks? No. (laughs) Not a match. Yeah, so I never saw him again. (laughs) It's a great story. Yes. (laughs) Okay. What about, like... Someone wants to tell us about their favorite date location or like a favorite activity they like to do on a date. Like, what makes you happy to do on a date? I'm also looking for date ideas. (laughs) Crowdsourcing. Yes. yes. So it was actually Matt and I's first date. And we went to uh, the Diamond for dinner. And then we went to, now uh, RIP, but Fu Manchu Cupcakes for dessert. Aww. And then we went to Common Market for drinks afterward. And this is a date that I wouldn't do with everybody because there's a good chance I'm going to see everyone I've ever met in my life at those places. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, so who is this? But it was really special. Oh, I Amazing. love that. I love that. Have y'all ever like recreated that date? Uh, regularly, but not on purpose. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Yes, let's give yes. her a Yes, thanks Thank for you. sharing. All right, worst pickup line. That you've ever said or that someone has said right. to you. I was Either say, way. It can be and one, you don't have to tell us. One you've you used want. or someone has used on you. Worst pickup line. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite pickup line is, uh, do you believe in love at first sight? Or should I walk by again? That's my favorite. Oh, wow. 
I'm originally from Tennessee, so there's definitely some. Are you? What is it? Are, yeah, hey, from, girl, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only Tennessee. <laughs> and never, like, never say that to anyone, or maybe do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> are you a beaver? Because damn. Oh my god. Amazing. Amazing. I don't even know what I would say to that. Not the way I thought it was going at first. Me either. I will say. Me either. <laughs> and we learned our we earned our not safe for work uh, rating on our podcast. Yeah, we we earned that quick. <laughs> All right, weirdest dating app experience. Kevin. Yes, please Kevin. Please come. Please come. I want to. I've never wanted to hear a Kevin story so much. This takes place in uh, uh, Arizona. Okay. So uh, when we met in uh, Mesa, which is a, a whole different... Uh, there's Mesa, Arizona. Anybody know Mesa in Arizona? So second most Mormons in a country. And okay. you know, oh. it's a whole thing. She shows up and she's like, dude, dude, I know, dude, you want to meet my Mill Avenue, dude, and Tempe, dude. With Tempe's kind of like Noda. But dude, my ex-husband, dude, he's still on heroin, dude. And dude, if he saw you, dude, and meet with another man, dude, dude, he would smack. I mean, he would just go crazy, dude. And I don't know if I could be tempted, dude, by being around him because I might want to do the smack again, dude. You know what I'm saying, dude? And um, <laughs> I was kind of like, check, please. <laughs> but I was really lonely at the time, so... I was like, I get it, dudette, you know, just like you got to do what you got to do, you know, so I'm hip to not going down to Mill Avenue, never liked the place, and uh, we had a couple beers, and it was, you know, it was a fun night. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Dude, okay. you got to do what you got to do, dude. You do, dude. I don't really ever say dude. That felt very foreign to me. <laughs> Okay, dude. Um, favorite rom-com? Yes! yes. <laughs> wow, I love this energy. Hey, dudes. Hey, dude. <laughs> Failure to launch. Oh. Yes. Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Jessica Parker, Zoe Matthew. Deschanel, young Bradley Cooper, Justin Bartha from Trinidad. Wow, Trinidad. what a lineup. Kathy Bates, Terry Bradshaw. It's got a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's it's more like an 85. <laughs> it's good. I right. love that. Amazing. I love it. I fight for it. <clears throat> I don't think Bailey I've seen launch. that. I'll have to watch it. My New Year's resolution is to develop and identify a favorite movie. So I don't really could know. Could be to launch. I don't really know any. It might be. So these questions might start sounding familiar if you listen to a podcast episode or two. So our next question is, favorite love song? Yes. Mo's Mo. back. If this world were mine, I would give you a key with wealth untold. Okay, so it's Luther Vandross. Yes. If this world were mine. Amazing. Yes. Was not expecting karaoke, so that was amazing. Oh my God, we should have planned that into the show. <laughs> Next time. Hindsight's 2020. Um, okay. 
how would you describe or define love in five words or less? Hey, yes, yes thank you. We got to take her. This is like the hardest one. Thank you. <laughs> I've often thought of love as being willing sacrifice. Ooh, I love that. Willing sacrifice. Willing sacrifice, yeah. Oh my gosh, my that's hand. really I love beautiful. That. I like that. All right, and now our last question. Advice you would give to your younger self about dating or relationships. <laughs> wow, I heard a lot of murmurs. <laughs> yes. Please. Um, I actually want to change because I was on the podcast and I'm going to change my answer. So I've been waiting this is our astrology expert. Yes. Yeah. So, so Clay is, was on the podcast and you want to change your answer? I change my answer. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Um, break up with people sooner. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Wow. Wow. I probably should have told myself that too. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. All right. Thank you all. That was all we had for you. Um, so now we're going to move into this segment called Ask Us Anything. This is truly shocking to me based on our early episodes, but we have had multiple people say that we should give life advice, which is... Wild. I'm like, are you all okay? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, so we asked people online, please follow us if you don't. Um, we asked people, you know, like, ask us anything. And we got a lot of really great questions. We can't, we don't have time for all of them, but we're going to go through some of them. And we have not discussed these. We haven't, no. And yeah, that's terrifying. We haven't discussed them, but okay. <laughs> what question do you want to start with? Um, okay. Let's start with the one I wrote down first. <laughs> okay. What was our most vulnerable moment of the season? Actually, I really love this question because one, I think... Obviously, we've been very vulnerable in our podcasts, but I do think there is something to be said for it's. It is something of like kind of a guarded vulnerability because, like, while we are being very vulnerable, we're also you know taking care of ourselves. So we haven't shared everything, everything with y'all. Um, so, but I do really think that's a great question, like to ask us, like what we consider our most vulnerable moment. Um, I think the. For me, I kind of feel like the first episode was just a really vulnerable, uh, just telling our story and putting it out there. And yeah, I think that was probably what I feel most vulnerable about. Also this. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> but I just feel so much love and yeah. support. And that's been like the whole um, you know, thread of this podcast is vulnerability with support and connection and community. And I'm grateful for that um so i'm going to choose a question we can just choose these okay yeah you can choose them from the ones we pre-selected <laughs> <laughs> um most surprising conversation you had this year 
I can answer that if you don't have an answer. I mean, they all were to me. I think it was just, it was surprising to me how much I connected with every single guest we had on. Even yeah. guests that I didn't know, really didn't know what they were going to talk about. And there's just so many ways to connect with people. And I think that was what was most surprising for me. I think for me, it, I'm going to go with what the conversations I had off the podcast again. Um, as I think, and in relation to just mentioned episode one, one thing that was really surprising is I had like a couple conversations right after we released episode one where I talked to two really good friends of mine and they related that like they had a very similar experience to what I had with my partner. And it was, that was like very surprising to me. And then just, I think like the number of conversations we've had just kind of around that has yeah. surprised me. Can I change my answer? Yes. <laughs> okay, this is our second changed answer of the night. Thank you for making this a safe space to do this. I'm going to change my answer to all the people who have reached out saying that it the podcast has helped them. That was just, it blows me away. So, that. Yeah, love that. <clears throat> okay. What would you tell yourselves from one year ago? Well, I'd first tell them that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I'd tell them that there is just so much possibilities in relationships. And that's including, like, my relationship with my partner, Charity. It's just, it's become so good and so healthy. Um, you know, my relationship with Liz that I'm dating has just been so good. And my relationship with my friends has just grown. And I think I would just tell myself that, like, it's going to be okay. And you're going to get through this. And you're going to build your relationships through it. Yeah. Hmm. I think I would tell myself there's no timeline to life. Mm -hmm. I think I thought, you know, I was like 30. How old? How old am I? I'm 32. You're 32. So yes. I guess I had just turned 31 <laughs> yes. when my marriage started falling apart. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone is married, A. Eh? And I'm happy for them. But I was like, who is single? No one's single. And I was like, no one's single. I'm too old to have kids. I want to have kids. Okay. There are single people in the world. And <laughs> you're never too old yes. to have the type of family you want. There's so many different ways to have a family. And I'm going to be a much better mother, partner, wife, maybe. Like, I... I'm so much more myself now and there's no timeline and I wouldn't be here as a younger version of myself. So I'm like getting better with age. That's what I've learned. I love that. You're like a fine wine. <laughs> I hope I'm not like a Trader Joe's too bad chuck. Hey, no, not the too bad chuck. I want to be at least the second shelf. <laughs> Um, okay, this is the one that I just thought was really fun. If we created our own dating app, what would it be like? I knew you would love this one, and this one was so hard for me, and I knew you were just tickled. <laughs> 
do you have an answer? So I I came up with some ideas. Okay. Um, I think to be on this dating app, you have to have references submitted about you from friends and like probably three friends and and I'm gonna say this, it doesn't have to be a perfect reference, but you have to have at least one reference from a past partner. <laughs> like, someone you've dated in the past. We're not looking for them to be like, oh, best person ever. But we want that past partner to say, not an asshole. <laughs> like, kind of an asshole, but not entirely an asshole. We'll take that. And also, on my dating app, you have 10 days. It's mandated. You have 10 days. <laughs> To either go on a date and there will be some apparatus <laughs> that verifies you went on the date. You either go on the date or the match disappears. You'll never see him again. This is not, we don't need to talk forever. So you'll have references, you'll go on dates. <laughs> Great, I love this. And I think the references should be checked annually at least. <laughs> you have to renew your your dating license. Yeah, and maybe I'll add a boss too. Maybe boss, friends, past partner. <laughs> Do you have a name for your dating app? Uh, no, I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would also like to see a W two on this app. <laughs> I, I I heard. I think yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. yes. Oh my God. Confirmed yes, therapy. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. A reference from a therapist too. Yes. That's great. Okay. So that's my dating app. Uh, I knew yeah. you would have great answers there. Uh, my answer is is much less entailed. Uh, so I'm actually just going to give you an answer because I'm going to steal a dating app idea from a TV show. Uh, so if anyone's ever watched Ted Lasso, yeah, that's great. Love Ted Lasso. Uh, there is, they have a dating app on there called Banter, and it's all text-based. So there's no pictures. You just match with someone and you text back and forth. And, you know, I'm a witty motherfucker. You so, are? <laughs> so, like, oh, you know, I would sucker. thrive in that situation. So I think that's, uh, that's what I would go with. Yeah. The Ted Lasso app. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I've got a good one. Okay. What is the hardest part of sharing a living space with someone? That is such a good one. Um, do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, I can go. Okay. Um, I think it's sharing a living space with someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that's like an interesting thing having gone from like having like lived by myself for a while for like the first time in forever. Um, that is something I do think about now, like if I'm dating someone and I think about their space. And I think the most important thing, and this feels like a cop-out because I just think it's the most important thing, I think it's communication. I think it's just, you know, like you need to tell someone how you feel about the space, how you feel about how they're interacting with the space and be like, otherwise, you know, just resentment like builds up. So I think that's like the most important thing is just communicating how you want the space to be and maybe how it's not meeting your expectations. And yeah, that's my answer. I love Adrian. Adrian is so securely attached. <laughs> I love that you're just always like, 
just communicate. And, and that's so true. I love that. No, it does all go back to communication. Um, this was hard for me because I feel like I like living with people, but I also like living alone. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, the hardest part about sharing a living space with someone is that you're always around each other and you will have so much more capacity and opportunity to have little tiny minute disagreements and fights that do not matter yeah. and like oh my god does anyone really care if the bowl was by the sink and not in the sink like no one really cares. but i care but the i care too <laughs> but i would just do it myself it i just do it do it myself but i think it's like all those little tiny moments that like if you're just you know you just started dating someone you see each other like a couple times a week you don't see them like all of that and have the capacity to have all those little tiffs. And I think it like really, I, I think you just got to think, does this matter? Yeah. And I wish I could go back and tell my past self that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, do we want to do more questions or you think? I've got one more. All right, do another one. Cause I liked this one and it's kind of related. Okay. It's actually really related. What's your take on the small but oh-so-regular frustrations of day-to-day -day life with a partner? Specifically, a situation like if someone has ADHD versus someone might have more OCD tendencies for cleaning, you know, like little, you know, those, um, you know, moments like that. Well, I can talk about that. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> So my platonic partner, Charity, does have ADHD. Also, fun fact, Liz, who I'm dating, also has ADHD. It's very fun. Wow. <laughs> um, I think a big thing is, one, um, just a lot of uh, grace. Because, uh, you know, like, they, they get distracted by shiny objects. And they start doing one task. You know, they start, like, cleaning the kitchen. And in the kitchen, they find a jacket. And they take the jacket into their room. And they hang that up. And then they realize they need to make the bed. Then they make the bed. And in the process, they wind up watering the plants or something. Um, so I think every once in a while, uh, it's one, grace. And two, uh, you know, setting a setting a environment where you can maybe kind of remind them what they were doing. <laughs> That's always been really helpful. Like, you know, like I see them over there like watering the plants and I'm like, um, were, you, were you sweeping the kitchen? Is that why there's a pile of dust on the floor? I love that. Like turning it into a question. Oh, were you doing <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, were you doing this? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And they're like, oh yeah, right, thanks. So yeah. That's that's sneaky in a good way, yeah. Um, for me, the small but also regular frustrations, like they're so real and they're so valid and they happen to every couple. But it still goes back to like, think about do you really need to be frustrated by it? Like everyone's trying their best. Life is hard. Everyone has shit days where they're going to frustrate you and you're going to frustrate them someday. So I think it's just like think about how serious is this? Um, right. I know I've heard this phrase from my friend Steven, it ain't that deep. <laughs> and like, really think, is it that deep? Yeah. And I think it's like, be, choose your, 
hills you yes. want to die on. Yes, you can't die on every hill. I mean, a battle. Like, maybe it's not a battle at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm very excited about the next person we have up, coming up to perform. Um, and in lieu of a segue for that, I originally wanted to get an actual segue that I just oh my wrote God. across the stage oh anytime I wanted to change the subject. Um, but, the, you know, it wasn't in the budget. And next year. <laughs> next year. Uh, I would like to talk about how we met because we've never talked about how I we know. met. I love how we met. Do you want to? No, you wanna talk I want about? you to talk about it. <laughs> so I used to be. So I used to be part of this group called Charlotte Storytellers. Yeah, we got a few storytellers in the house. Um, so it was this group that I joined when I first moved to Charlotte, and I was looking for like a writing group, and it wasn't quite what I was looking for. But I showed up, and the people were really cool, so I stayed. And we started, so I started going to this, and we were a group that we met once a week, and we would workshop stories, true life stories around a topic. And then once every few months, we would do a show where we would tell those stories, and like there would be like eight of us, and we'd tell stories, and it was a really fun thing. And it's kind of what got me, kind of kick-started my creative process, and really, I don't know, kind of helped me find my voice, I feel. And so we did a show, and apparently you came to a show or two that I performed I came in. to every single storyteller show <laughs> once I learned it was a thing. And then I started going to the meetings, but then I got delinquent, and I stopped. <laughs> but we did, we, like, I remember we, like, saw, I don't even remember if we met at, like, a meeting, but I feel like we saw we each did. other. We did meet? <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. So we met. I just remember you coming to show and me being like, oh, she seems really cool. I want to be friends yeah, with her. Yeah, that's when we really talked. Yeah. yeah. And so we met through storytellers, and then we kind of we became friends from there. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm so grateful. <laughs> me too. So tonight, we're actually having one of our storytellers, one of our friends who we know from Charlotte Storytellers. Yeah, let's hear it for her. Um, her name is Carla. I'm so excited. She's going to come up and tell us the story that she has. So everyone, welcome to the stage, Carla. I think this is good. Yeah. All right. First, let me say that I am genuinely honored to be telling a story here tonight. Several years ago, I was where Suze and Adrian are right now, going through a divorce and learning to negotiate new relationships. It wasn't exactly the same because in my case, I had been the one to break up and end a 21-year marriage. And although I was sure it was the right thing to do, it doesn't mean it wasn't hard especially since there was a teenager involved. But everybody's okay now, we're all good. And tonight I'd like to share a story with you in four acts. At the time it begins, I had been separated and single for about 18 months. I'd been testing the waters of online dating for about 17 months. <laughs> I'd had a lot of first dates and even a couple of kind of trial runs of, is this the one? The answers were, oh no. 
and what the actual fuck. <laughs> the point is, I had gotten pretty comfortable being a person who dates. Everyone knew I was single. I was comfortable talking about it with anyone, ex with the exception of my ex-husband and my daughter. And um, I had made any number of jokes about how hard it is, mostly on Facebook, which is where I tend to live my best life. <clears throat> Act one, Facebook status update with photo. Somebody canceled a lunch date with me today, and that is most unfortunate for that person because I look fucking amazing. <laughs> this is a brand new dress. The skirt is the perfect length. My butt looks great, and my boobs are on fleek. I should mention it was 2015. I'm not having the best hair day of my life, but a person can't have everything. Speaking of which, this person may never have anything from me again. And my Facebook friends responded with responses in a few different categories. The first was some basic supportive stuff. I would have lunch with you anytime, and yes, you look good. I don't know what fleek is, but I say go out and have a fantastic lunch without him, girl. Another category was, remind me never to stand you up. <laughs> I don't know who you're shaming, but this is strong work. <laughs> there were over 100 comments by the end of the day. And because it was not the first bobble from this guy, it became the last straw. Next, I went back to OkCupid, 2015. <laughs> All these unsolicited, hey, messages and boring conversations. Straight guys, step up your texting and chatting skills. <laughs> but about six weeks later, I was uh, excited to go on a first date with a smart, funny guy I'll call Dave, because that's not his name. I got ready, put on the same dress. <clears throat> Act two. Facebook status update with photo. Jesus Christ, you guys, look what I'm wearing right now, and guess what just happened again? Does anyone want to buy a magical dress? If you wear it, men run away. <laughs> I considered not wearing it today, but what are the chances, I thought. I'm not superstitious, I thought. Now immediately we established this is not the same guy. And I confirm I'm not mad at him, I am just flabbergasted at the situation. I get a few, you're too great to be single posts, but I brush those off. I don't want to get married. I just want the meal I was expecting. <laughs> In the company of the attractive man I was expecting to have it with, with smooching possibilities. A theme starts to develop among some of my women's Facebook friends who do not enjoy dating, that perhaps the dress is not cursed, but magical in a different way, as a type of sorting hat. Yes. Maybe I should wear it before every first date, and if the guy actually shows up, he's worthy of my attentions. However, this is the first misstep that Dave has made in our short online relationship, and I don't feel that I need to be protected from him so much. We meet for a couple of really good dates, and then one day, Sunday, Dave texts less than an hour ahead of dinner at a fancy restaurant with a lame excuse. 
Act three, Facebook status update with photo and screenshot. Are you fucking kidding me? I put the dress on, capital T, capital D. Started my makeup and got this text. I included a screenshot of the text. It is cursed. Now half my friends start blaming the guy. This is a crappy excuse. I'm seeing a pattern with these rescheduled dates. You need to lay down the law. A real man would have called. <laughs> Did he really address you as baby in that text? <laughs> While the other half are blaming the dress. Did you buy it at a voodoo store? It's like this person doesn't know me at all. It is clearly from the Ann Taylor outlet. <laughs> I'm coming over with sage to smudge your dress. <laughs> it's time to make a peace offering of the dress to a professional or romantic rival whom you detest. <laughs> Eventually, Dave and I meet up for what will be our final date. Facebook status update. To those of you who steadfastly maintained there was something wrong with the guy, not the dress, you were correct. <laughs> now at this point, I feel like I'm collecting material for either a one-woman show or an academic article. And it goes without saying that my therapist is getting an earful. The question though is what to do with the dress. Do I burn it? Do I wear it only on days I expect to have purely business-like interactions? Maybe it requires another test. Maybe I should make a first date with someone who is clearly not a match for me, put on the dress, and see if a tragedy of some sort befalls him. <laughs> this might seem cruel, but I felt that I needed more data. Well, I stayed in the dating pool, but in all seriousness, I did not put the dress on any time I was expecting to meet a guy. And that was a crying shame because as I believe I mentioned, it made both my ass and my boobs look amazing. <laughs> then I started seeing a guy who seemed pretty into me. By the fifth or sixth date, I figured it was safe. Act four, Facebook status update with photo. You guys, look, I am wearing the dress on a date with a guy who is actually present, hashtag curse lifted. Now that relationship didn't last. <laughs> but this marked the end of my thinking there was anything supernatural about my dating life. It is a messy and utterly human endeavor. I went on to fall in love a few times get my heart broken a couple of times, and tonight I stand before you in an entirely different dress. <laughs> Doing this dating and relationship dance is hard, y'all. You've gotta look at the deepest parts of yourself, examine what you want and why. Sometimes you have to look at unproductive patterns, maybe even at past trauma. In my experience, though, you learn so much. And if you do it right, you get better. You can become your most loving self, even though it hurts sometimes. That's why it's kind of like open heart surgery. Thank you.
how do you follow that? <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to the end of our night. Yeah. Well, we have something terrifying to do first. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to our podcast, you know we end every episode with what we call speed dating, where we ask each of our guests four questions and have them answer in lightning round form. However, we know these questions, so we've had time to think about it. So instead, what we decided to do is we're gonna ask each other four questions that neither of us knows what the other person's going to ask, and we have to do lightning round. I so regret months ago, sometime last year when I said to Adrian, hey, we should do a lightning round on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't think I would have to answer anything. Okay. Here we are. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I want you to ask me questions first to okay. get it over with. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite quote about love? Oh, my God. Okay, hang on. Um, I feel like there's got to be something like that I like more than this, but what comes to mind that I've heard a lot is love isn't gazing into each other's eyes all the time. A lot of times it's looking outward in the same direction together. Oh, I love that. That's really good. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Am I ask you? Yeah, just all do them questions? all. Just do oh, them okay, all. Okay, okay, just get over it. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, if you could have a conversation with one person, living or dead, about love, is this a question you have for me? No, but this is such a good question. <laughs> okay. Living or dead about love, who would you have a conversation with? Oh my god, I'm so bad at these. <laughs> uh, I would want to have a conversation. Um, I'm going to choose, and I'm going to want to change this, but maybe because I was talking about her earlier, I'm going to choose Esther Perel. Yeah. Um, who she wrote like, what is one of her books called mating in captivity about how we're <laughs> mating in captivity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like her perspective and I think I would like to talk with her more. I love that. Esther Perel in season two. Oh my God, what I would give. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. This one is familiar, but a little different. Oh God. If you could ask your future self oh. anything about love and relationships, what would you ask your future self? Oh my gosh, I love her already. <laughs> um, I would ask my future self. What's a belief you've shed in the future that you wish you had gotten rid of sooner? Like, what's an unhelpful belief that future me has unlearned that present me still believes? Like, something about me and how I work. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so great. I would ask my future self what stocks I love. <laughs> I actually almost put that as one of my questions, but I didn't. But I love that you did. 
What are you most excited to talk about in season two? Oh my God. I haven't told you this, but I've started a wish list of guests. Oh, nice. And I'm excited to hopefully get some of my wish list goals. Nice. And I'm really excited that I feel like in season one, we talked about a lot of amazing things, but we really like have covered the basics of nuances of relationships. Mm-hmm. And we have so many really detailed, really cool ideas for topics. And I don't know if I want to share them right now because we haven't talked about them in a while. <laughs> but I think I'm really excited to kind of like dig a layer deeper and talk more about some really nuanced relationship topics with really cool guests. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Wait, you, you killed lightning round, so you did a great job. Oh, I yeah, kind of forgot for we were doing a lightning round. Okay, go. <laughs> All right. Let's see if All I can right. do as well now. Here's my speed dating questions for you. Okay. Name a green flag and a red flag that you have when you're looking for a partner. A green flag and a red flag. Um, so a green flag, this is a silly one, but a green flag is, I'm just a very, uh, pop culture minded person. So like there are TV shows and movies and books, like a green flag that I look for is someone who also likes the TVs, movies and books that I like. They don't have to, but that is a green flag. Uh, a red flag is... Definitely how they communicate with me when we first start talking. So like if they're very, uh, one, one thing that's like very much a red flag for me is if I ask them a question and they don't reciprocate that question. So if, oh. I'm, so if I'm like, oh, what do you like to do? And they go on and on and on and they never ask me what I like to do. It's probably not, that's not great. No, it's So I like to talk about what I like to do a lot. <laughs> you do cool stuff. <laughs> All right, great answers. What is a piece of advice you would give to someone who's freshly going through a divorce? Um, do a lot of therapy, I think is my first advice, is just do a lot of therapy. And give yourself time and grace to process everything. Great answer. Okay, kind of different question, but just tell me a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> a hot take. Yeah, a hot take. And it can be about whatever you want. I don't know why this is one that's stump- stumping me. A hot take. Oh, okay, this is a hot take, and I'm going to lose a lot of people when I say this. Wait, double, wait, think about it. <laughs> and I am not, so I am not from the South, and... I don't like grits, y'all. I don't get it. I don't want to know why you all Whoa. like grits. I'm fine with you all liking grits. That's fine. But I just, I don't get it. Sounds like we're a house divided. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. We got some booze. I also heard a yes. Yeah. A more yes. Um, grits. I say take them or leave them. <laughs> all right. All right, great hot take. And last but not least, what is your favorite fictional TV or movie couple? Ooh, I love this question. 
Like, I have a ranking system. It would be hard for me. I could really go into detail. But favorite. I'm going to go with my favorite, <laughs> and that is Marshall and Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, so they are very cool. I've yes. actually seen that. Nice. Yeah. They're probably my favorite. Great answer. Well, those were my speed dating questions. All right. So I think that's I, it. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> yes. Thank- <laughs> All right, thank, thank you, you all, all so much for coming. Thank you so much to Mo. Let's hear it for Mo again. Carla. Amazing poet. Check her so. out. Out Solidarity and Co. Let's hear it for Carla. Such a great story. You can check out Charlotte Storytellers if you want to be able to tell a story like that. They meet every other Monday. Check them out on Facebook or social media it's a great place to find them oh my god i have made so many friends through it it's amazing like great people and sorry go ahead (laughs) no (laughs) i had one more shout out you go shout out huge shout out again to free range brewery free range love them please stick around grab a drink uh tip your bartenders it's a great place and so i love to keep the party going that's one of my favorite things to do. It's the Sagittarius in you. I, it is the Sagittarius in me. Yes, yes, give it up. Um, so the night is young. We're going to have an after party that we would love you all to come to. Yes, we're going to go to Hattie's Tap and yes. Tavern right on the plaza, less than a mile away, I would say. Um, so put it in your GPS, H-A-T-T-I-E, <laughs> apostrophe S, Hatties, plural, Hatties, yes. or a possessive. Um, <laughs> so, so we hope to see you at Hatties and keep the, you know, celebration going. And I feel like there was one more thing I had to say. I guess it was just, I love you all. (laughs) Yes. Thank you all so much for coming and sharing this night with us. We love you all. Follow us on social at Open Heart Surgery Pod, please. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Follow along on our socials at Open Heart Surgery Pod on Instagram, Open Heart Pod on Twitter, and Open Heart Surgery Podcast on Facebook. This podcast is produced by Adrian and Susanna with music by Space Baby and logo design by Emma. This is a Lost Frequency audio production. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like it. Like, okay, we'll, we'll edit out this pause, but... <laughs>